Welcome to How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, hold on, you never saw a Christmas story? Or you've seriously never seen The Muppet Christmas Carol? Or how have you not seen The Holiday? Jingle bells, holidays, sleigh bells, I, ringle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> okay, mashup. Welcome to How Have You Not Seen. Uh, I am your co-host, Carson Betts. And I am your other co-host, Caroline Thompson. This is a, a very festive movie podcast uh, in which every week one of us brings one of our favorite movies the other one has not seen. We talk about it. And we go and watch the movie. And then we talk about it some more. It's going to be uh, a, a wintry winter wonderland. A very good time. It's going to be a lovely, amazing time where you fall in love with Jack Black or Jude Law. Look, I've already fallen in love with, with Jack Black and Jude Law. I, I <laughs> um, It's weird. I, I think I would classify myself as in love with three of the four leads of this movie. <laughs> um, so... Okay, before we ask the big question, Caroline, you're, 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 you know, you're part of, there is a a movement now of of reclaiming Nancy Myers, I think. You're, you're on top of that. Yeah, you've, you've seen some Myers. Oh, yeah. Um, The Parent Trap was, like, one of, like, a top five movie of me, of mine until I was, like, 11. Yeah, very classic childhood movie. So, how have you not seen The Holiday? This is, if not, like, this is definitely maybe one of her, like, three big ones you know right 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 right. um so when did this movie come out this is 2008 2006 yes so damn honestly i have no real good reason um i think if i'm being honest i mean i think with like a lot of i would say like with I mean, I've, I've talked about this several times before um, with a lot of kind of like popular, particularly like either romantic or like what have you. Honestly, like I like, let's just say it like movies that are generally marketed towards women. Yeah. Um, it was a thing where like, because I was always like a kind of pretentious art kid growing yeah. up it was like i mean this movie came out in 2006 and i was too young to see it in 2006 when it came yeah, out i was 10 yeah and by the time i kind of like became like a teen and kind of like matured into watching it it was kind of one of those things where it was like oh like that's like a really that's like a quote-unquote bad movie you know what i mean like like that's not like cool like we 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 interesting like theater kids we interesting art kids like we watched real movies like i don't even know what the fuck we were watching when we were in high school cabinet of dr caligari okay i did watch that movie for the first time in high school and it does rule (laughs) it does rule um but yeah so i mean it was just one of those things and then it's just like honestly and then honestly like since i've become an adult like i've pretty much been open to watching it 
but like like in the least bitchy way possible i've just always been i've always been the movie person in my adult relationships mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean like like i've dated people who have also really been into movies like like i i'm not gonna say that i haven't because i have like my current partner loves movies but it's just yeah. that thing where it's like i've always been the weird like you know we're taking a road trip and 20 minutes later i realize i'm still talking about ridley scott and i'm like oh shit i'm yeah, sorry i'll yeah, shut the fuck yeah. up now. like uh, let me uh, stop uh, talking yeah. <laughs> like you know like i've always been the weird like i've always been like the movie person in the relationship yes. so like and like that's the thing is this is like a rom-com kind of a deal so it's like it's not one that like i've really like it's not a movie you throw on at a party you know it's not a movie that you throw on at like 11 o'clock <laughs> at night just like yeah we've all had party. six beers like let's watch the holiday oh my god that's <laughs> a very specific party. type of party well i just say like those in my brain those were two different social situations yes, but yes. like you know it's just like the the folks in my life who are forcing me to watch movies are either not forcing me to watch the holiday or are forcing me to watch movies that are very important to them because I am very special in their lives. And to those people, the holiday is not one of those movies. Mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, I, yeah. I look, I, I'm not going to say that I'm any kind of, you know, like feminist hero. I, I watched it because my ex-girlfriend was watching it and it's good. It's a really good movie. As as is the thing, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's 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 so weird. It's such a weird movie. I do love it. It is it is quite fun, but it is so weird. Um so what do you what do you know about holiday? So you, you stole, know they already alluded who's in it. Right. I was gonna say you stole a, a bit of my thunder by saying it was Nancy Myers because that is one of the few things I knew about it. Um Okay, so the holiday, the four leads. So I'm going to name the four leads, and I'm going to try to guess yes. the couples they're in at the beginning. Ooh, because okay, interesting. Because so it's it's Jude Law, Jack Black, Cameron Diaz, and Kate Winslet. Correct. Yeah. Okay, and the whole premise of the movie is it's like they're two couples. Like one of the boys is dating one of the girls, and same thing too with the remaining two. And like they go and stay at like a bed and breakfast or whatever for the week, or they like get snowed in at a ski lodge or whatever. And like by the end of the movie, they like basically like fall in love with the other person's like the guys fall in love with the other girl and the girls fall in love with the other guy. And it's like they kind of just like tradesies. Oh, oh, Corey and I are smiling because is that I, not I, right? Honestly, it's I almost so turned my wrong. camera off because I started laughing. <laughs> it's like so wrong. Yeah, is that not right. Okay. Yeah, that's not right. Okay, um, this is the second that's... to last episode for the season, and that is <laughs> yeah. the most wrong. What do you know Any about this movie? Yeah, that this is ever that I have heard yeah. this entire season. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. And I thought Legally Blonde was a musical. <laughs> honestly, that that might be on par. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, well, shit. Um, so You're are they all be, single? Will, are they all single at the beginning and then they couple up or? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. Are two of them married and the other ones are the divorce? No, I don't want to hear this going on. No, there's, there's no way to tell you. It that you are, yeah, there's an aspect of it that you were just like 100% missing. And I want you to be unprepared okay. for it because it's so like, Cameron it, it Diaz. is the movie. It's like, it is the conceit of the movie. Okay. Yeah. So Cameron Diaz gets hit 
by like a falling chunk of snow and oh, yeah, out. Guys. And when she yeah. wakes up, she thinks she's Kate Winslet. So it's she is pursuing Jude Law, her yes. husband. And then Jack Black, the uh, the uh, the attorney has to come in and file a restraining order she's against her because she's stalking. <laughs> okay. No, then. Okay, straight up. Did you get that is... verbatim? Yeah, wow. <laughs> if so that great. is if that is the case that it is not about a movie where two couples go into a, a long holiday together and come out having realized the other person is better for them, then I have no fucking idea what this movie is about. So good. We often wow. we often text in our group chat um <laughs> when we're watching these films, but I, I yeah. would love like a I would love a play by play. When you figure out what the movie's about, yeah. Wow. Okay. Then I have I have no idea. I really thought it was like a thing where it was like, you know, one of the guys was like stuck up and one of the guys was a free spirit and like, you know, the 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 opposite girl had to fall in love with the one that was, you know what I mean? I really yeah. thought it was like two couples yeah. come in and like they realize that like they're with who they thought they were supposed to be with, but really like. That is a very good guess, but it is like way more fanciful than that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Then I have no idea. Wow. Okay. And well, okay. Are, are either of those two beautiful, amazing women in love with Jack Black? Yes. Cool. Neat. It is, um, let me tell you, just like something that boosts my ego every time I think about it. I'm just like, look, yeah. I could, you know, I could take Kit Winslet. <laughs> like it's, you know, it, it could happen. It happened in the holiday. Jack Black got hurt. Oh, spoilies. Oh, man. Yeah, Spoiler. you're definitely well, the Jack spoilies. Black yeah, of this podcast. I thank you. I appreciate that. So Corey's I'm, obviously the Jude Law. Yeah, Ooh, I like to off. think I like to think I'm the Kate Winslet, but I am a natural blonde. So you guys, you're, it's you're up the, to you. No, I think by personality. Okay, also because I'm thinking of Cameron Diaz in this movie. You're not Cameron Diaz in this movie. Okay, good. good. <laughs> you're way more the Kate Winslet. All right, I'll take well, that. I'll take yeah. That. <laughs> if if that is all you know, we are going to move on into the next portion of the podcast, which is our. Holiday uh, game. Uh, if you thought it was different, because it's uh, our reindeer well, game. It's our reindeer. Know. Yes, our reindeer game for the movie The Holiday. Uh, we are going to be playing uh, one of our favorites, which is Rotten Tomatoes. Price is Right. Uh, oh if God! You are unfamiliar with this game? Uh, it is played exactly how it sounds. It's Price is Right rules. I'm going to say uh, the name of this movie. We're going to guess uh, what its critics' Rotten Tomatoes score is. And then whichever one of us is closer without going over, gets a point. We're then going to do two other related films and best of three wins. And Caroline, are you ready? I was really ready for a recast it and I was going to make Jack Black oh, Steve Zahn. But, um, <laughs> but yes, I'm ready. I am ready. Jack, uh, recast Jack Black as Timothy Chalamet. Um, that would, that would, ah, damn, that would have been a good game for this. I'm kind of Jack Black is that. as Paul Muad'Dib, the Muad'Dib, oh my the Quitsats Hadara, the Quitsats, the Quitsats Jack or Black. I don't know. <laughs> he comes out. He's got the ring on. He's like, I see everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Okay, enough doing jokes. This is a good, I do think I have three good movies though. I think this okay, is Okay, great. Movie. No, 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 I, I'm sure I mean, you do. I just yeah. really thought because the only, in it my brain, the only thing better. notable about this movie yeah, is the cast. The cast. So. I, no, no, you picked a great game. You picked a great oh, game. Let's go. Thank you, thank you. Okay, Let's go. So, first one, obviously, The Holiday, which I think is itself a good selection for this game because Nancy Myers movies are again she's having a renaissance people I think are coming to appreciate especially given that we're now in like a there are no fucking mid-budget romantic comedies anymore so people are just hungry for them and and she's Nancy Myers soft sweater elegance you know and she's and like we can also we don't have to mince words here she's also a woman so her movies just like her movies could, you know, are basically best case scenario going to get an 85. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. you know, she's playing at a 15% handicap. Um, Unless you're Chloe Zhao and you're literally about to win Best Picture. Like, yeah. You mean you literally just won Best Picture because well, Eternals I mean, like, is I mean, not like, winning no, Best Picture. Eternals is not winning. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Listen to the Patreon episode next month. But yeah, Eternals is not This winning. month. This month. This month. Yeah, this is coming out in December. Yes, this month. Um, But... Hey. Take your yeah, shot. I, we I, record these out of order. We even said that in a couple episodes. Yeah, take your shot. Take your shot. Uh, so yeah, so the holiday. What do you think? 65. That's a good because guess. Because my guess, my guess is that this movie is charming. It's interesting. It is a fun movie to put on around the holidays when you're either gearing up for the fervor of the season or you and your... Um, or you and your partner are just like, God damn it, I've done nothing but see my cousins and my aunts yeah. and my mom and your mom and like, like, can we just shut the fuck up and watch a movie for two hours? Yeah. And I think in, in, in that regard, it people would will really like it. But I think critics are probably like, actually, Kate Winslet would never fall in love with Jack Black at a ski lodge or like wherever this movie takes place. I'm assuming it's by the laws laws of natural attraction, Jack Black. It's just a bunch of insult film critics. You watch the real chat to attract a Stacy like Kate Winslet. Uh, Uh, Okay, Jack Black might be a Sigma, but he's not a (laughs) chat. Jack Black is a Sigma. That's right. The sound that Carson just made was. I'm sorry, everyone. I just uh, pierced your ears. If somebody's like listening to this in their AirPods, I just destroyed them. Um, <laughs> okay. Hashtag Jack Black is the same. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna say 70 because Ooh. my thought is it is the Rotten Tomatoes thing where it's not like an ag it's not Metacritic, it's not an aggregate of scores. It is whether or not a critic says yes or no. And I Correct. do think that. You know, they might be like, well, it's a little substantial. Well, it's fun. You know, yeah. So I'm going to see yeah. 70. Cool. All right. Next movie. Groundhog Day. Oh. With Bill Murray. Is this a Groundhog Day kind of movie? Do they relive the same day over and over? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I just chose it because it's the name of a holiday. <laughs> okay. So it does take place at a ski lodge, though. No. <laughs> At a bed and breakfast. Okay. Um, Closer, oh, but no. Shit. Groundhog Day. Uh, 96. Mm, uh, uh, I, I, I'm going to be an asshole. Uh, 94. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. Caroline, you said 96? Yes. Yeah. 94. We're going to see if you just barely go over. Is, is the next one Boondock Saints 2 All Saints Day? No. Okay. <laughs> that was very impressive that you pulled that out. What, is, what a pull. I forgot. Wait, does that movie even come out? That movie already came out. I, I think say, it's a straight to DVD. Oh I'm pretty sure it's like straight to DVD. I will say when earlier this year when HBO announced their big leg, they're all coming out on streaming. Look, it's Dune and it's the what what the fuck the Jared Leto Denzel movie was, the the little things or whatever, you know, like look at them all. When it was the many states of Newark, which is the Sopranos movie, for like two months, I thought it was a Boondock Saints spinoff. Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, Sopranos? What are you talking about? Uh, no, the third Sopranos. Movie, I hardly know her. Yeah, exactly. The third movie is New Year's Eve. Oh shit! I saw Valentine's Day in theaters on Valentine's Day. Wow! You did. Yeah, unfortunately, wow. yeah. I was like 14, <laughs> yeah. I think. I think I was like 14, yeah, 15. Yeah, like 2005? No, it had to be later than 2005. Yeah, because if it was 2005, I would be 11. And... You want to you hear the most fucking like 2011 rom-com cast of all time? Fucking Zac Efron, Leah Michelle, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, Hilary Swank, Ashton Kutcher, Robert De Niro, Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. Wow. Is this New Year's Eve? This is New Year's Eve. Okay, how dare you not include John Bon Jovi and Ludacris? Yeah, John Bon Halle Berry, Jessica Biel, Catherine Heigl. Robert De Niro? Wow. Abigail Breslin. No, she was in that. Seth Ludacris. 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 Alyssa Milano. Oh, I love Alyssa Milano. Carrie Elwes. Carrie Elwes is in this house. Oh, we love Carrie. Ryan Ooh. Seacrest. Jim Belushi, John Lithgow. Wow, this movie has actually got a pretty stacked cast. It is well, very they all do. Life. They all do. That's um, true. So let's see. New Year's Eve. I'm gonna say. Well, I'm gonna say 43 because those movies are bad. Bad. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be an asshole. I'm either gonna go a little above or a little below again. We're really we're we're dancing on this one, Caroline. I I'm gonna I'm gonna just go fifty, right down the middle. I think that might okay. be a little high, but I'm gonna go fifty, honestly. Okay. This is so hard when I do my producer homework as we're doing this, and I just want to tell you, I I want to gossip with You're you. You're looking at it, yeah. <laughs> you know the answer. Corey already knows the winners. You can't do that. We're gonna reveal those winners when we come back. Right now, we're gonna go watch the holiday, which may or may not be about ski lodges it and repeating a, the same day. It's, and it's, well, no, Caroline, it's not repeating the same day. It's like the old beach. They go to a ski lodge and they all get old. <laughs> Wait, is this is this movie like a collateral beauty where um, <laughs> only Jack Black is real and everyone else is pretending to everyone be? Everyone else is an actor that Jack Black's like company hired to fool him <laughs> to get him to resign. Oh my God, collateral beauty! I'm so we haven't. I don't think we've checked in that collateral. You know, because that collateral beauty poster, I had to get rid of it finally. What? Me. I told you this. I told you this. It ripped when I was taking it off the wall last oh, night. Oh, Carson, that's why you have to frame your goddamn poster. I know. Carson. Are you Look. 16? <laughs> <laughs> I have framed posters. It's it's fine. I know. I uh, I'm sorry. Hey, God, I haven't had I an unframed that. picture on my wall since I was a freshman in college and I yeah. fucking, I fucking got... With- 
I cut out pictures from the Rolling Stone. Yeah. Like Jesus. Wow. I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dirt boy. I understand. But yeah, it was, I had that, I had that collateral beauty post you gave me from 2015 to 2021. (laughs) Wow. It made it through like four apartments. I made it through COVID. Um, yeah, I made that it is all a... through COVID. Wow. It, the resilience that that movie inspired in me helped me get through COVID. <laughs> when I saw Will Smith up there, that big, beautiful screen. <laughs> all right. With well, Kate Winslet. This... With Kate Winslet. Well, this is wild. So we're going to just stop yeah, let's go see now. The let's go watch the holiday. We'll right. see you guys after the break. Ho, 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 we're back. Yeah, um, after after two weeks of trading homes, Carson and I are both back. Caroline, we skipped Christmas altogether and we went straight to New Year's Eve. We sure did. And speak, well, well, okay, first off, I gotta ask you, just like one or two sentences, what did you think? I, I, I We texted about this beforehand and I'm so worried. I, okay, I, it's not, I will say, I didn't not enjoy it. <laughs> I will say that it was an enjoyable watch. Um, I don't think it's in any way, shape, or form good. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I enjoyed Damn. it. But I enjoyed Damn. watching it. Like, Damn. But, and, and like, we'll get into this. But the thing yeah. is, is I, I think... It is at a, it is not quite good enough to be a good movie and it's not quite weird enough to be an interesting movie. It's like a pretty okay movie that's like kind of weird. So I finish it and I'm just kind of like, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I I, I definitely see where you're coming from because there's an incredible amount. Like I want it to be 20 times weirder or like five times better. I see that because there is an incredible amount. Okay. So the reason that this is like probably my favorite Nancy Myers is that is because of that weirdness, but but we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. So Corey, we did Rotten Tomatoes last time. Yeah. And you've got our scores and there one, I'm going to say, this is a, you you said this is another great game of Rotten Tomatoes Price is Right. And I thank you for it. But also when we're done playing this particular game of Rotten Tomatoes Price is Right, something incredible is going to happen. We're going to find out between Caroline and I, who won the season, who has accumulated the most (laughs) points over the number of games we've done because spoiler alert, y'all for our last episode of the season next week, we don't play a point value based game. No, we don't. So we're gonna go through this edition of Rotten Tomatoes Prices Right, and then we're gonna we're gonna hash it out. We're gonna figure out who's the ultimate winner. Right, and I think I think so too. I think we should all agree that next season we assign a point value to like every game to, to, to yes. every game because, like, honestly, Corey, you said in like episode two, you're like, maybe I'll keep track, maybe I won't. Yeah, and we kind of just say like each week, like you won or like you get a point or like whatever but like i was not certain <laughs> i was not certain you were actually keeping score yeah, i didn't tell you guys you, but i was yeah. like actually keeping track you're like you're, you said maybe i'll keep track so like He's i don't know I, I, I wasn't 100 percent certain that you were doing it until you texted us this afternoon you're like i know who won this season so um All well right. okay so i have a clarifying question we can settle okay. on air uh carson 
Yes. I do have a question for you. What's um, that? In week three of the podcast <laughs> okay. this season, which would have been Spring Breaker? No. Uh just 17. Legally Blonde? Legally Blonde, right? Legally so Blonde. This is Caroline. That I have down that Caroline won one amethyst bonus point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, so what you're asking is what is what is the uh yeah what's the uh okay. currency value okay of okay an wait bonus wait point? okay wait i'm gonna let me do a quick google so you can keep you can google and sure yes you can you can um you can chime in on this once you've googled something i i think the amethyst status is just a tiebreaker okay so if we so if we mm. end the season with the same amount of points, but one of my points is amethyst, I think that like edges me over. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and raise the stakes for our listeners. Pre Rotten Tomatoes price is right. Okay. Right now we are six to six. <gasps> for real? With the amethyst bonus point. Sorry, before <laughs> the amethyst before bonus the... point. So we are six to six. Okay. So this right. is I, it. Is this that, is but the, that's but that's before that's before before this game. The holiday. Okay. That's before the holiday. Boy. Going into this round of Rotten Tomatoes, we are at six to six. Okay. What I was gonna try and do, and I realized that I can't do it quickly, was my <laughs> because I'm a nerd, the assumption I was gonna make was like, okay, well, normal points are gold. So if a gold is gold is worth how much per carat and amethyst is worth how much per carat, we can do a ratio to determine how much an amethyst bonus point is worth in terms of, of golden points. And what I discovered um, was that the value of amethyst and gold like varies wildly depending on its uh, its like Ooh. excellence. That's well, fair. Next so, season, yeah, so you, you can, you can get me an Excel spreadsheet breaking down send you the, uh, right. the currency rates between the fine and precious I will gemstones. Email the De Beers Corporation, have them send me some information, and we will figure it out. But in the meantime, okay, let's let's. In get the meantime, into Rotten Tomatoes yes, price yes. is right. So Rotten Tomatoes one, price is right. The holiday was the holiday. Yes. Uh, so Caroline, yes. guessed sixty-five percent, and Carson guessed seventy percent. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> There's a 100% chance we busted, didn't we? I'm so, I'm so you worried. busted. <laughs> Both of us? Both of you busted. Oh my yes. God. Um, which I take issue because oh I my think God. this movie is better than a 49%. Oh, but that's fuck what it is. That. Tomatoes. Fuck that. Hey, hey, critics, D- Disney owns all of you. You know what? <laughs> I'm on the side of the Snyder Cut people now. I'm an I'm an edgy internet boy because of this. I will say I I'm will say a very confusing Nancy Meyer sign at all the rallies. Technically speaking, <laughs> technically speaking, um, I do technically agree with what you said. As it should be higher than a 49, I think 50 would be a very fair score for this film. Wow. I can't believe that this is the end of the season and also the end of our friendship. I, I, I just. <laughs> I was gonna say wow. it's been a good season. Thank wow. you for uh, letting me help, but I'm out. Um, when I did what I did, the Legally Blonde, we should have known that it was not gonna come apart. <laughs> um, all, right, all right, next so, one. Film number two, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Um, Caroline guessed ninety six. Oh no. Person guessed ninety four. Caroline got yes. it right on the money at ninety six. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Which means that the entire season comes down <laughs> to the film 
New Year's, <laughs> New Year's Eve. Oh, <laughs> uh, what and have I done? So, okay. Caroline guessed 43%. Arson guessed 50%. Let me guess. We both busted and you have a tiebreaker. Um, so this film is the lowest score I have ever seen on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I don't spend a ton of time on the website, but it but... is clocking in. Oh, and this man. is lower than the mummy, which clocked wow. the 2017 mummy, which clocked wow. in at 17%. Wow. Is it zero? New Year's Eve clocks in at a whopping single digit 7%. <laughs> Oh my god. Number seven. Which means, Caroline, that you won the only you won the only thing that didn't get busted this week, which means that you are the winner of our season. Oh my goodness. Brava. Brava. Wow. Brava. I, I don't know what to say. I, I, I certainly thought Carson was gonna win this season. So I know when, I, when we started, you said Carson always does better than me at these games. That's true. That's I, true so. I really I really fucked up these games this time. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly, given that this was my game to command, I really goofed up. This was my game to, you know, to win. And I that's true. I just utterly destroyed it. Wow. I mean, okay. All right. So this is this is lovely. I love you both. This was fantastic. I'm yes. coming back next season with a vengeance. Prepared to <laughs> prepare to eat dirt. Um, Caroline, to your, eat tro- dirt your trophies show. in the mail. Yeah. It's oh, coming. thank you. Um, all right. So let's let's do the actual <laughs> part of the show that is the show. Okay. <laughs> must we? We must because the hall. I think the holiday must needs be discussed. Okay. Sure. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. So I don't know if we specifically talked about it. The, first half of the episode but we're, you know it's the last two episodes of the year we're doing two christmas films for the month of december yes. we are all christmas celebrating people and so we are doing some christmas um the next film is uh, we're not going to say what it is i don't want to say what it is until the end of the uh, end of the thing but it, it, sure. it is a very similar movie in a lot of weird ways hashtag we record these out of order take your drink um i'll take a drink yeah and the silliness in that movie, all the weird stuff in that, I found to be very difficult. And we will talk about it at great length next week. Uh, I love the fucking weird shit in this movie. It is so it. bizarre. And I don't know why it gets a pass for me, but it really does. Like it-, it Yeah, I don't know why this gets a pass just, from you either. Yeah, like it just it just set you off. I mean, what? It's the, no, it, it, it's it, the it Diaz of it all, right? It's the Diaz of it all. Like the Diaz of it all is what makes it good or the Diaz of it all is what makes it bad. I imagine bad to you. Yeah. So yeah. I will so, say, for, I will say for those, those of us, I, uh, for those of us who don't know what that word means, can we clarify what, what Diaz means? Carmen oh, Diaz. Cam- Cameron Diaz. Cameron. I thought you were seeing some fucking like literary film. Yeah, some <laughs> Cameron yeah. Diaz. I have a master's star of the star of <laughs> there's something about, about Mary and Shred. <laughs> fucking murder me. Okay. I'm done talking for the episode. Have fun. And, and being John Malkovich. That too. And being John Malkovich. No, yeah, I mean, like, I think that, like, at no point during this film did I, was I upset that I was watching it? Like, at no point was I like, like, this is so stupid. This is so bad. Like, I dislike it. I don't enjoy it. Um, But I just didn't really care about it the entire time um especially too especially too we talked about this i think last week actually when we talked about the martian yeah is that like 
I, I, I mentioned this with gravity where like, okay, I know this movie's 90 minutes long and I know that I'm only 40 minutes in and she's facing this thing that like allegedly could kill her. And it's the ninth thing that could have killed her in a row. And I know, like, I know that like, like, I know that this isn't going to be it because I know there's 15 minutes left in this film. This is a long movie. It is a long movie. This is it a is. very long movie. It is. And it's a, it is a very slow mm-hmm. moving movie, which is not a bad thing necessarily, but it kind of just is that thing where it was like, you know, like she'd be flirting with Jude Law, like, like 30 minutes in. And I'm just like, well, you know, like, I know that we're not going to, like, I, let's be real. I knew they were going to end up together. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Box like, art. Yeah. But I'm just like, I'm just like, cool. We like, this is a two hour and 15 minute movie. I was like, I have 45 minutes in. I'm like, I have another like solid 65 minutes before really anything like super important is probably going to happen in terms of like some kind of bomb going off. You know what I mean? That I just kind of like, I was like, okay, this is cute. And then it would go to another cute scene. It's like, oh, that's cute. And just like, there weren't really any major stakes throughout the film. Especially with the Jew-Law Cameron Diaz. Oh, yeah, especially with them. They've Part, got, which I honestly, I kind of like. And it's because, look, the the, four, like, the way that this thing is plotted and sort of the, the, the duality of it, the fact that it's like two separate stories that are just connected by like a little thread in the middle uh, is really odd. It, it creates for some really weird slow plotting, uh, which I totally agree with you on. But also it... The fact that like every 10 minutes we'd switch over meant that like to me, the fact that there wasn't a lot of stakes and especially in the Diaz and Law story, I don't really mind it. Like I kind of like that it's one of those where it's just like immediately they hit it off and the whole rest of it, like the only question, like the only dramatic question they have to get through is like, can they keep hitting it off? And like every scene is like, eh, they basically can. And then there's like the one scene where they can't. And then she's like, no, I'm crying now. Right. Which can't. was great. Like, I loved that moment. Yeah. I loved that moment. Like, it was great. And it was like one of those things where like, you know, so this was the the way that kind of went over in my household was like, I saw that. And like, even though there had been the whole scene about like, I can't cry, like I tried. And then there's the whole, there's 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 the very short montage of her, like, of her, the very short montage of her um, trying to cry. That's like very much played to comedic effect. Like it's very much like for, for, for the, for the, for the laughs. Um, It was one of those things where like, she started crying and like, I didn't really have a reaction because that's how all of these like the the kind of all is lost moment in all rom-coms is one of the two in the car driving away in tears and like Mm -hmm. it was like she started crying and then there's like a beat and my partner was just like oh and i was like what beat beat and then it clicked in my brain i was like oh my god and it was just one of those things where i I just wasn't invested enough to be like, oh my God, her character arc is fulfilled. It took me yeah. like, it took me like 20 seconds. Like not really, cause that scene is not 20 seconds long, but just like, you know, I mean, and to be totally honest, 
did not really like Cameron Diaz in this movie. No. I love okay. Jude Law. I Jude love great. Jude Law so much. He's great. He is he is my favorite thing about this movie because he is the most charming man yeah. on the planet. Yeah, he is the pinnacle of romantic male perfection in this movie. Yes. He, he, I texted you all this, but he is daddy. I mean, look, yeah. <laughs> he says it. He, say, he announces it to the world. And you know what him saying that elicited for me? A firm just head nod. Like, yes, sir. Yes, you are. That's yes, correct. You, are. You, yes, have, you, are. you have accurately described yourself. Yes, correct. Yeah, he's fantastic. Well, okay. So Jude Law's great. We'll, we'll come back. Jude Law's wonderful. Can we just, okay. Because right. this is my one like thing with this movie. And it's not even something that I dislike about it. It's something that honestly, I think is kind of fun. I think it makes the movie worse, but I find it to be fun, which is, I agree with you. I don't even know that to me, Cameron Diaz's performance is bad. It's just like unhinged. Like it is, <laughs> it is, she is kind of balls to the wall in this movie in a way, which is, like almost barely not fitting the tone of the thing like I would agree that it doesn't yeah. fit the tone of the thing but like I don't even know if I would say balls to the wall like it's okay so this is my big it's joke just kind of Cameron awkward Diaz's. yeah so this is my thing Cameron Diaz's character is like she got on set with Nancy Myers and Nancy Myers was like ah I don't know I didn't I feel like the character's a little underwritten here's a hat I put a bunch of character traits in it pull some out and she's like workaholic can't constant cry heartburn can't cry and that's everything she does in the movie is like just kind of she's playing like one sort of odd character trait like you know a little bit harder than she needs to and also okay so here's the other thing with Cameron Diaz's character that like especially now that this is the second time I've seen this movie it really kind of got to me because they have those like Nancy has those kind of like uh, little vignettes, those little kind of postmodernist, like with like not in the diegesis of the film because she edits trailers. So we're going to, she is kind of thinking about her life as though it's trailer. And so right. she's going to see the, tra and it, the first one's like when she's asleep on the plane and she sees it's like, oh yeah, you know, Cameron Diaz this summer. And right, right. Which was, which was fun. Like it was cute. It's cute. But here's the thing. Later in the movie, <laughs> she is fully awake in bed and she hears the voice announcer and she in the diegesis of the film reacts to it as though she can hear it, though she can hear it <laughs> which is a truly wild choice <laughs> yeah i mean i guess it means she's hearing things well i yeah i mean i just i i read that more is like that is her inner monologue so of course she reacts to it because she's like actively thinking it but like yeah, I don't know. I mean, let's jump to America. Let's jump right, to America. Can I, you cross one, the pond? can I ask one question before we cross the pond? Yes. Yes, Corey. So, yes. Uh, I, I agree and disagree to varying states with everything that's been said so far, but uh, this conversation around the stakes of the stuff that's happening in England and their relationship, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I just want to throw this point out there and get your get your opinions. Uh, the last... The Atlantic Ocean creates a lot of stakes and the entirety of the United States creates like if, if it was like he lived in Idaho and she lived in California or even he lived in New York and she lived in California. I'd be like, oh, get on a fucking plane. But I feel like having right. kids and the thousands of miles between them. Why aren't those stakes? I want to know. Why don't why don't you consider like, can you elaborate on that? I'm, I'm 
Yeah, I mean, I guess because... I guess because, like, their introduction and the beginning of their relationship is such that it's very, like... She's kind of at a distance because she's like, hey, I like I specifically was like, there aren't any men there, right? Yeah. And there's not really a moment in the film, or at least it's not like harped upon that it's like she's falling for Jude Law, but like on principle, god damn it. Like she doesn't want to fall for a man. Like, like, oh shit, I'm falling for him. God damn it. This is exactly what I said I did not want to do on my holiday, you know? Um, and Jude Law, like doesn't really like the thing is is like them getting together doesn't solve any problem for the other one it's like like it would be nice because like she just broke up with her with her like long term it was his it was no it wasn't her husband because she says like this is why i said i was never gonna get married but like you know her long-term live-in boyfriend and like he's a widower which like we find that out like towards the end of the movie like w-i-d-o-w-e-r which was which was a very sweet moment and i very much enjoyed that but it is kind of like that thing of like them getting together doesn't really solve anything in either of their lives other than like you know like it's kind of nice to like be in love and it's kind of fun to like have a new relationship but like ultimately if she stays there for the 10 days she's supposed to be there or whatever it is and she like kind of falls for this guy and like thinks he's like kind of cool and then like goes home in 10 days she's gonna be over it yeah you know what i mean and there isn't like the thing where she's like you know and this is just like an example i'm not saying this what the movie should be doing or has to be doing but like if it was one of those things where it's like she tried her damnedest to keep her last you know her last boyfriend around and like despite her best efforts, he still walked out on her and, you know, she's like, I'll never find love. And like meeting Jude Law is one of those things where it's like, oh shit, I could find it with this guy. But the Atlantic Ocean is such an obstacle to that. But really it's kind of like, she goes on a holiday, A, see what I did there. Um, (laughs) She goes on a holiday and this guy who like has a crush on her from square one and it's just being like totally charming from square one certainly charming yeah yeah is like is like kind of flirting with her very like assuredly he's like flirting with her and she's just kind of like yeah fuck it let's see where this goes it's like the ethos of yeah fuck it let's see what happens to this like when that is the kind of like the entry point to the relationship the atlantic ocean doesn't really do much because yeah you know to lose f fuck it let's see where this goes kind of doesn't mean a whole lot i'm picking up a trend down all right I'm yeah about- i, I yeah. To, to back up caroline a bit despite the fact that i i kind of don't care about these problems no of my course, big take on this course. movie but like i it is weird because i definitely think that like the you know the winslet and black relationship i think is the one that is more like thematically and in, in character, like it, it is the more artistically whole relationship of the two, primarily because like Diaz, her problem, it, one, just that character, she should not be like, honey, you should not be dating. Like you need some time. You need to take yeah, some time yeah. and be alone yeah. and be with yourself. And honestly, going on a holiday whole days. Good, yeah, it's been three whole days since you broke up with your like long-term live-in partner. You need to take some time. But like Diaz's problems, like her character flaws, at, you know, in the beginning of the movie is like, 
she's too work obsessed. Like she just doesn't give herself time off. She, she spends too much effort, like at work when she should be spending that time on herself and her relationships. Um, she is like somewhat unemotional. She's like not in touch with her emotions. Um, and, uh, she has heartburn. Like those are the, those are the three things. <laughs> and she has heartburn. Yeah. And like, one of those things is resolved kind of because that, that that's what the movie wants you to think is like we're resolving the fact that she's not in touch with her emotions because she cries at the end because she's right. learned to be emotionally involved with this guy but that's really weird because she was emotionally involved with the guy before and that wasn't the thing that made her unemotional like it's, right. it's sort of a half right. arc exactly. like it, it it doesn't like there's no moment of it's just kind of the guy yells like you've shut me out like you're not being very emotional and that is also his like that doesn't really count because that's him like justifying why he cheated exactly so exactly. it's hard to take that as like a legitimate knock against diaz like diaz's character right. because that, yeah so it's like yeah to me i think the fact that there are no stakes and i agree with care i you know agree with caroline to a, a, an extent like that just stems from the fact that like Really, the stakes should be, the external stakes are there. The external stakes are like, these two people want to be with each other, but they have the ocean between them, and how are they going to make that work? The internal stakes should be like, Diaz is on the precipice of some kind of growth. And like, mm. Jude Law is on the precipice of some kind of growth. And honestly, his growth is much shallower because he's not the main character, but it kind of makes more sense because his thing is just like, I didn't think I could really move on from being just a dad, right. you know? And, but like, yeah, Diaz's internal stakes are not nearly as like clear and well-defined and they're not as solved, you know? So like, yes, I, I think, I think that that's. And, and, and it's one of those things too, where with Diaz, it's like, yeah, you get the, like, I can't bring myself to cry, you know, like I can't bring so myself weird. to cry and which is fine. Like that's so like, weird. it's weird, but it's fine. Like that it's is just a the thing way she that like, you the way can, she acts, it is really weird. Right. Yeah. Like you can make a movie around that and that's yeah. cool. And that's rad. And like, it's the whole thing. There's no bad choice. ideas. There's only bad execution. Like, it's fine. It's a cool idea. Um, I'm on board with the idea. And it's like that thing where it's like, that is in relationship to like a thing that happened in her youth. that has nothing to do with her romantic life, mm -hmm. nothing to do with like anything like that. So it's kind of one of those things where like, because she's, because her and Jude Law are kind of playing this like very charming, like, oh no, like I said, I wasn't going to do this, but like, he's cute. When that like, kind of like I said, like it took me a minute to realize why her crying was even significant because it's like, that was kind of this external thing that was not really ever tied up with her like love life. Yeah. So it's like when she, when she is then like, pulled away from him and is crying in the car I'm kind of like like I'm just like okay like yes like this is the standard shot we get at this point and it was like see I like oh that. I yeah I kind of <laughs> see that is the one you used know. to the crying thing that I like that it's a bit of a subversion um but yeah and the fact but, that it's yeah like well, because it is this childhood trauma thing it's like you, you almost what it, what I don't know this is just me rewriting the movie at this point but what I think it kind of wants to be is that like Diaz is a workaholic and that is tied into her lack of emotional vulnerability and so like she's kind of with a lot of guys like you know she gets around she goes on dates but like 
ah, she can never quite make one stick. Like she goes, she has a lot of one night stands and that doesn't turn into anything. And she's kind of okay with that. But then she's burnt out at work and she's got to go to a holiday. And she's like, I'm on a holiday. I'll have a one night stand. I don't even care to try and be in love with you. And then she falls in love. Like, and that's the thing, you know, but yeah, like it just kind of wants to be something else. But no, and and again, I don't care about these things. These movies, Nancy Myers movies, like it's complicated fucking Alec Baldwin does some kind of blatantly like immoral things in that movie I don't give a shit Nancy Myers movies are all vibes they're like <laughs> that's true, that's true. they are they are chunky sweaters and like nice haircuts and just white people in the upper middle class just having with very like, low stakes with, problems yeah. and with I'm okay beautiful with homes that no yes. one could ever afford okay yes. and I do I do I do want to pause right now and I wanted to say that like I did not dislike this movie. Yes. You know, I did not dislike it. I am not team like, fuck this movie. Um, I am very much like on, on my own personal letterbox, I gave it two and a half stars out of five. And like, to me, like, I don't, and again, not that it really matters because it's just like, whatever, like we're just bored and like logging shit on social media. So it's yeah. like, you don't have to have a huge ethos behind it. But like, yeah. the, the thing is for me, like, I'm not like grading these, like their school grades. Like to me, a 50% is not a failure. A 50% is like, like, yeah, like that was cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That like was, the scales are, the scales yeah. are neither weighted in the direction of good or bad. It was just like, I watched it. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, cool. Like that was okay. neat. Like I had a, like I had a good two hours and 15 minutes <laughs> while yeah. watching that movie. It is long. It is and, like a little bit too long. And like, I just, I just want to be clear because like, it is one of those things where, you know, I, it's, it's very easy. Like if we're going to, you know, as a quote unquote, anyway, quote unquote critic, like yeah, it's easier to point out problems with things and especially with a movie like this that it's like my biggest complaint about it is just that it's fine yeah you know like nothing gets me super excited but nothing like upsets me or pisses me off so it's just kind of like really all I can focus on is not even the negative just the big question marks I have but I did not dislike this movie like I had a fun time watching it all right so let's Let's jump the chasm. Let's go across the ocean. I just want to, again, very clearly, I think I've danced around it, but I just want to state my ethos about these two couples real quick. And then we'll talk about your opinion of Jack and Kate. Let's do it. Weirdly, we're almost back to the Titanic. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) um, so like, I like them both equally in different ways because the Cameron Jude Law thing is intensely entertaining because Cameron Diaz is is kind of on the brink of a mental breakdown at all times and Jude Law is it's it's like watching a like a carnival like a like a performer in a circus because it's like oh my god how is he doing that like how is he being so absurdly charming <laughs> like it's right, kind right. of like a like a, a a physical feat like you know and then and then Kate and Jack Black is the one that I kind of get emotionally invested in yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say I'm I'm a bit of a Jack Black kind of boy, and you well, know yeah, I yeah. have such a huge oh my god I have such a huge crush on Kate Winslet's character in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and He's I mean like such a cutie. Oh my god. 
Well, and it's it's weird because it's like Jack, like they don't even meet until like over an hour into oh, this yeah. movie. It's a weird and their relationship structure. does not turn romantic until like 30 minutes before the end. So you get an entire like hour and 45 into this. Cause that was the thing is like it's barely even romantic then. Right, right. No, I know. And like the thing is, is in the scene when um his ex-girlfriend calls him mm-hmm. and they're at the diner or like whatever, and they're like sitting, you know, they're sitting at the bar in the restaurant and he pulls out his phone and talks to her. My knee-jerk reaction was like, that bastard, at least like excuse yourself from the table. And like I said that out loud to my partners, like, well, they haven't admitted to each other that they're yeah, like they always like, nothing. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, but it's like a romantic like comedy. Like we know that's where it's going. And it's like and she was like, yeah, but they're not like they yeah. haven't said anything. So it's like they are at this restaurant as friends and not even as friends because they failed as lovers. And I was like, fuck, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. And it is just that thing where it's like that scene is like 25 minutes before the movie's over. <laughs> so it is kind of a, a, a weird thing. But like I enjoyed it, like of all of the storylines of all of the individual character through lines, Kate Winslet's my favorite. And I don't know if that's because it's actually the best or if Kate Winslet just sells it the best. She's because, so good. Because, I mean, she's... She's so I mean, good. And that's the thing is her and Jude Law and it's just this thing with the Brits. They're so yeah. well-trained. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those, those, English, yeah. those English folks, like, you know, they can... They're just... They are just a class above American actors in a way that it's like... In terms of, like, can, physical and vocal precision... Yeah, and just yeah. that thing of like of like don't get me wrong, like the best American actors are the like are just as good as the best English actors, but it is just that thing of like I think the standard across the pond is a little bit higher. Yeah. And it's yeah. also that thing too of like so many American actors, it's like, well, the script was bad. Like, mm-hmm. so of course their performance is gonna yeah. be bad. Like they're they they're drawing everything from the script where like so many English actors, and this is true in so many films, like yeah. so many American films where it's like it's like you get an English actor in this terrible movie and like they fucking they fucking shine. Yeah. Because they're like they're like, I can find the emotional truth in anything. Go watch Ian McKellen and Cats and just like exactly. Marvel. Yeah. Like, wow. Exactly. exactly. This is kind of emotionally affecting. And it's just like that thing of like Jude Law and uh and uh Kate Winslet give unarguably the best performances so in this good. movie. So good. But like Jude Law is significantly less like I won't even say interesting. Just like he has a lot less to chew on mm-hmm. and like, there's a lot less, like we got to get you in this guy's corner because mm-hmm. he's like the hottest kindest man you've ever met. Like he gets you in the corner in, in his corner by walking into the frame. Yeah. Whereas like with Kate Winslet, it's like, it's like, okay, this is like, you know, objectively like one of our two protagonists. Like we mm-hmm. kind of got to like, so her arc was the best. Mm-hmm. And like, I think, I think a bit of that is that I do think it is a more interestingly written part, but also like she just fucking sells it in a way that like not to be mean to anybody, but just like in a way that Cameron Diaz just like cannot elevate material. She she takes and I mean and it's not it's not solely an Nancy Meyer thing. It's a most romantic comedies thing where uh, how do I put this? So like I don't know. There there is this element of romantic comedies that I think is kind of similar to 
a lot of horror movies and you know okay we've talked a lot about this podcast how i haven't watched a lot of horror movies but it it is a known thing like there's this aspect of when you're watching a horror movie where there's this like well i wouldn't have done that and a horror movie can kind of be their survivor fail based upon how much they can sell you the imagined reality of like yeah you know this teenager is going to do something blatantly stupid that nobody would ever do but we're going to sell it because it's a movie and it operates on dream logic and it just kind of, right, you know, whatever. Right. And like romantic comedies are kind of similar oftentimes because everything is heightened such that you want to sell the big soap opera emotions with like things that were they to actually happen in real life would be so stupid, ridiculous. You know, <laughs> see Jude Law after three days being like, I love you, don't go back to America, you know? Or like also... But it, and it's it's Kate Winslet it, it is Kate Winslet's entire character in this because her fundamental issue is a very relatable issue. It's you get hung up on a person, you're still into them, you're still in love with them, you're still sexually attracted to them, despite the fact that like they're not good for you, you know, whatever your time has passed. Like that's a thing. Her thing is kind of blown up because it's like. Yes, we used to sleep together months and months and months and months and months and years ago and years ago and years ago. And I am as devoted as the day we fell in love for the first time. And he has never <laughs> right. admitted to me that he loves me and we've never gone on an actual date. And also he's been, he cheated on me and is about to marry that woman. And I know her and we were in the same office together. And it's like, if you were to actually meet that person in real life, you'd be like, oh, Kate, honey, like you. Right, right. Like, this is, this is, we've all been there, but this is a little bit beyond the pale. Like, you know, right. you, you gotta, Kate, come on, see a therapist, reel this in. Like, come on, this is a bit much. But because Kate Winslet is so fucking good, because she understands the assignment so completely, she's able to walk the line of she's gonna play these crazy, ridiculous stakes with 100% emotional honesty. And also not make them seem that weird. Like, you know, like by the end of the movie, when you have that, it's, yeah, it's, it's, she's so good. She's so good. Well, and a thing too, like you are, you're totally right. And like this, the entire plot of the movie still works. Mm -hmm. If like, they don't have this like really weird, like he's leading her on, but pretending to be her best friend relationship. Like if it is literally just like, I have to get away because like the ex-boyfriend of three years ago that I'm still hung up on got engaged. Like I got to go. And then if yeah. like halfway through that, like, you know, like I won't say we've all been here, but mm-hmm. like everyone has had an ex kind of like at some point in your life, everybody has had an ex kind of be like out of the blue, just like, Hey, anyway, like I'm having this emotional issue. Like, let yeah. me like dump that on you and yeah. like wrap that up with like, maybe I still have feelings for you. Like mm-hmm. it just, that's the thing that happens. That's the thing oh, that yeah. real people do. Yeah. And so it's like, it's that thing where like, if like you don't have that weird relationship between the two of them, <laughs> like it makes just as much sense to be like my ex-boyfriend who I haven't talked to in a year, just got engaged and it's tripping me up and I just got to get away. Yeah. And then also like he shows up and is like, hey like i'm kind of going through it and like i want to see you book. again and like yeah I don't know, and like, we have lunch? like yeah like like yeah. that is a thing where it's like oh my god that's a huge wrench in the situation like that's mm-hmm. a huge like in a more realistic whatever, like, version of this film like that plays right. and, entirely well and so just the idea of it being like 
just the idea of them going to such a weird place kind of always puts you on this uneasy footing of just like like is she absolutely insane yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like like what am i supposed to feel but here like, because this is like an almost this is almost like a an alien like social situation yes. to me and that it's is like, it's difference. like it's like three degrees like yeah like removed from reality so it's kind of like it's kind of like I, it's like okay like she's playing it well and i get where they're coming from and i understand like why things are happening as written but also like what yeah yeah it's it's bizarre i love it it's so weird i like that i like the weird plotting the fact that her and jack black really do not i mean they have like the first time they meet he like gets the thing out of her eye and he has the thing about like oh yeah the winds in california anything can happen and like that is like a very obvious romantic comedy cue up. Right. But there, and it's it's the point of it. It is it is kind of the point of, of the Jack Black side of that, which is that their chemistry for the most part of it is so like squarely, God, I fucking hate, I fucking hate this term I do, but it's, it's important to the movie. It is like squarely within the friend zone. Like it is a hundred percent, like they are friends, they are platonic friends, like, Maybe the relationship have, that takes yes. place between two but, friends. Yes, exactly. And like, it does not occur really to either of them that these feelings have developed until they get to a point. And it's, it's another thing that I really like about this movie is that it is about like, oh, and once we both deal with our own shit, once we grow a little bit as individuals, now we are to the point where we are both emotionally mature enough that we can recognize that we have an attraction towards each other and then act on it, you know? And it happens in the most, ridiculous you know within the span of a day romantic comedy Nancy Myers way possible but like I don't know I like that as sort of that being the core message of that story I sort of like that I think that's pretty nice you know sure yeah yeah no yeah and I mean like it's it's adorable and it is nice to see like very genuinely it is nice to see like our relationship where it's like they start out as friends and like they end up as lovers and at no point is there the moment where it's like, fuck you, like you were like, like I am in love with you. And like, now you're just saying you want to be my friend. Like that's like, it's really nice. That's never an obstacle in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really nice that it's just like two people who are helping each other through the romantic problems, just like help each other out, become really close. And then just kind of realize like, hey, you want to go on a date? Like, that's nice. That's great. It is. And um, it is very weird visually that those two people are Kate Winslet and Jack Black. It's utterly insane. It is is truly the weirdest thing. Well, and that's a weird thing too, is like, I really, really, like, through all of the marketing of this movie and like through the fucking, the poster and like the box art on like, on the Blu-ray and on Netflix and all that stuff, um, like, it is like Kate Winslet, Jude Law, Cameron Diaz, and Jack Black. And so the entire time I was just kind of waiting for Jack Black to be in the movie. Weirdos, it really is. Right. But like it's like he shows up, like he has like the first scene, like in the opening intro where he's doing the where he's composing. Yeah. And he like swings by her house right before she leaves. And then he meets Kate Winslet for the first time when he like is gonna drop by and see Cameron Diaz. And then for like the next like 70 minutes, he's just not there. Yeah, he's just kind of not important. He never really becomes 
the fourth lead of the movie. Like it's really weird. Like really, it's, like Arthur is like the yeah. fourth lead of yes. the movie. Yes, Eli Wallach's yeah. character is like he is. It is. By the way, let me just say my one opinion about that. One, he's great when he walks into the sharing room. It makes me tear up both times I've seen the movie. Uh, it's just so fantastic. He climbs the stairs. It's great. Um, but we need. Okay, we got to talk. We got to talk. We got to talk black. We got to talk Jack Black. Yeah, we let's do that's it. The, that's the that's Love the, Jack Black. We I I fucking yo Jables is my guy. Is my guy. I think I've talked about it in this podcast about how they will not put out. Tenacious Steam the Pick of Destiny on Blu-ray, yes. and that is a yes. damn crime. That is a that is a that is a fucking crime because that it's movie so stupid. Rules. That it's movie so is good. great. It's so good. It's so a good. wonderful. We'll do it on movie. we'll do it on Patreon one day. The, Honestly, probably yes. Should, uh, seventh grade me, that was a very formative. It was uh, the second R-rated movie yes, I ever was. saw. My my dad said to me, "Hey, you saw Rocky like it when Jack Black plays guitar," and I was like, "Yeah!" And then I had dreams of, and horrible, horrible nightmares about Dave Grohl's The Devil for months and months and months. Oh, that's so sad. But I do love that movie now. Um, <laughs> so I love Jables. I kind of I I'm like I'm not hundred percent sold on him in this movie. Yeah, I mean, never quite he never quite falls into place yeah and it's i think it's two things can i can i let, let me pitch you my two things then i'll i'll see what you think sure okay because clearly one of the things that the movie is trying to play on like this is the point this is i'm, I'm looking at the wikipedia right now and like nancy Myers says this is a quote from nancy Myers. when i was thinking this movie i thought he was someone i would like to write a part for and i'm aware he's not that he's she's talking about jack black i'm aware right. that he's not clark gable He's not tall, dark, and handsome, but he's adorable. He's lovable. It's my way of saying, this is the right kind of guy. This is what most guys look like if they're not lucky. He's so adorable, and why not? Sure, yeah. The specific thing is that, like, yeah, no, there's a bit, like, Kate Winslet is one of the most attractive movie stars of all time. Jack Black is a kind, he's a weird-looking dude. He's kind of <laughs> chubby. He's got a weird face. He's a comedy actor. And I love that. That's great. Good. I love that. That is a thank you, Nancy Myers, for casting in type. We should have more movies like where that is the specific, like, that's the thing we're going for, because often that mirrors real life. There's a lot of relationships like that in the world. Right. He's never really, it's two things. He never is really adorable in that way. Like, there are not many scenes where Nancy Myers really lets him be, and I'm not, I don't know. I'm kind of, and I'm coming at this from the outside a little bit because like, I'm not a gay man and I'm not a straight woman, but like, I don't really think that, <laughs> I, I never read him as being like, I think, and I'm, I don't know, I'm, this is also from the other side because it's the thing that I'm trying to do because I'm a bit of a Jack Black type of guy. Like I said before, he's never really demonstrating the sort of like sexual attractiveness that a, you know, a cute, adorable, good, well-meaning, funny man can demonst demonstrate. It only happens a couple of times. And then two, he's never as funny as he can or should be. Correct. Like there's, there is Correct. like, he needs to be like, I feel like Nancy is maybe so clued into like, this is how I guide actors to be their like most traditionally sexually optimal and like romantically charged selves. Like she is so clued into like, this is how I make Jude Law hot. This is how I make Jack Nicholson hot. You know, this is how I make Alec Baldwin hot that she's kind of not super well equipped to like clue into Jack Black's hotness. Right, right. And and then on top of that, like she never lets him be funny enough. 
Like never, like the, the scene where he, you know, they do the montage of him talking to like the old Hollywood guys that are hanging out with Eli Wallach and Kate Winslet. That should be the scene where Kate Winslet falls in love with Jack Black. Like that should be the scene. It goes on for 10 minutes and it's just Jack Black proves one, he's a fantastic dude. He can talk to anyone. He's full of confidence. Two, like he's ridiculously funny. He knows how to handle these people. And then like, there's a little bit of spice in the back where he's like, I love my girlfriend, but I just don't know. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's kind no. of a shame that that's not a full scene. Like that should be the time to let Jack do his comedy thing and like shine, but it never happens. No. Yeah. And I mean, no, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's like, this is not a Jack Black role. Yeah. Um, And it's not meaty enough to be a role where he breaks out of type yeah so it yeah. is just that thing of like you know what you're looking for in a jack black movie and you yeah. almost get it in the scene when they're in the video store and he's like singing all the songs. singing all the songs which is like like that is a very jack black thing but it's like it's not insane enough to really be a jack black thing it's more of a like oh yeah you know this guy like we're gonna kind of link to you mm-hmm but it's also not a meaty enough role that it's like, no, like this is a real part. Like Jack Black, that guy that we all know is like the chubby, funny rocker guy. Like there's a real person there, you know, like there's, there is like, you know, like we can make him like a fully rounded, like human being who like you're familiar with. It's just this weird middle ground. And it's almost like, this is a really weird and bad metaphor but it's the one that's in my brain jack black in this movie is kind of like you go to applebee's right it's like it's like very like like there's one in every city everyone's familiar with it all right yeah this movie as like like a pretty like like normal crab pleasing lemon pepper chicken i got you yeah it's just it's just like something that like everyone's kind of familiar with like you know nobody's like in love with it but like you know like everybody knows what this is and it's like you know what you're gonna get and it's like yeah let's go see this like let's go see this like nancy myers rom-com you know and everything like kind of goes together like it's all about the same quality you get like an appetizer you get like you get an entree you get your sides you know that's your kate winslet your jude law your cameron diaz like these are enough in the same family that like i am cool with this then the waiter just brings out a thing of like sour gummy worms like that's Jack Black. He just gives them to you. I was like, there you go. I was like, these go with this, right? <laughs> right, exactly. And it's like, it's like, it's like, um, like why I'm sorry, why why did you bring yeah. this? Out? It's like, well, you like gummy worms, don't you? Like like, I mean, I do. It's like, yes, it's like I mean, like, sure, like I do, but like I didn't really want them now. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, well, do you want four of them? And it's like no, no it's not really. that i want less it's that yeah <laughs> right. it's like it's just like that wasn't uh, really what i like needed to go with this and like you also didn't do like a fun you know you didn't do the fun uh the fun like uh sunday with the oreos with mm-hmm. all the crushed oreos on and top the, of the gummy, gummy worms. worms in it so it looks <laughs> like you know worms in the worms. mud you just brought me the gummy worms it's like i don't really want these yeah right that's now. yeah that's correct can i just can i briefly expand that metaphor to also just wax a very specific gripe against applebee's which is to say <laughs> <laughs> that Diaz is the is the barbecue riblets of the movie because <laughs> it's like oh a slab of processed rib meat yeah I know what I'm getting here why is there a bone in this I thought I ordered not the ribs so that there wouldn't be a bone it's a sh- why it's yeah. gonna hurt someone <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. Analogy. Uh, but I, I mean, overall, it was it was a fun time. Um, yeah. I, I I don't ever think I will get a strong inkling to watch this movie ever again. Mm. However, I don't think I would ever like vehemently oppose it. Yeah. Like yeah. very very similar very similar to the way uh Cameron Diaz and Jude Law kind of fall in love with this movie. It's just kind of like, yeah. okay, yeah, I guess that's fine guess. for now. <laughs> like if somebody's like, let's watch the holiday, I'll be like, yeah, yeah. all right, we'll see where this goes. It like, is fun. It doesn't Ugh. sound bad. Like it's okay. fun to imagine their relationship in a year because you know it's just gonna be the most toxic thing ever. Right. It's gonna be so much worse than a relationship. With right. Movie. And it is just that thing of like, I don't know, like it's the a rom com. We can suspend our disbelief, but I yeah. like to well, so here's the question. Here's the question that I brought up. Okay. Is because Jude Law and Kate Winslet are brother and sister, and uh um Cameron Diaz and Jack Black, why they know each other from home, they're kind of just like two dudes. Yeah. Like Who's obligated together, yeah. to move in that situation? That's a good... Because on the one yeah. hand, on the one hand, like, because Jude Law and Kate Winslet are sort of like a package deal, on the one hand, it's kind of like, well, then really only one of these units is moving. But on the other hand, like, they have a stronger claim if it's just yes. like, no, we are both like, 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 you know what I'm saying? So who's obligated to move in that situation? I think that... Okay, so the thing that that brings up for me is that who can work remotely right because okay. i mean look 2021 diaz has to move because she yes. can do all that shit over zoom she doesn't need to she can take Catherine hahn and john krasinski and just be like we will zoom and talk about yeah. it It'll oh i fun. forgot that baby Catherine hahn was in this I baby Catherine hahn and baby Ka- john krasinski both baby of whom look older than they do now it's crazy but like I don't yeah. think they look older than they do now, but I do think they look more dead inside. They do. They look hollow. I think that they are both, especially Catherine Hahn, but like uh, John Krasinski too. I think they are both in this realm of like, they're kind of like two niche weirdos who have yeah. not found that niche yet. So they're trying desperately to be so normal. Like Catherine <laughs> Hahn is trying to be the plucky best friend when it's like mm-hmm. Catherine Hahn, honey, like you, like, no, no, like no, no, in no, like no. five years, you are going to be the weirdest actor in Hollywood. You're going and, like, to be the weirdest, be... hottest person that's ever existed. And, like, like... Let's be real. Like Catherine Hahn is going to be my hall pass in five yeah. years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh, I am yeah. in love with Catherine Hahn. Oh, yeah. And like, and like in this movie, it's just like, it's just like you are somehow playing the most repressed 32 year old I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> John Krasinski, you're going to be an Oscar nominated director and the star of, uh, based upon Netflix's metrics, the most successful TV show of all time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. You're talking of course weird. about, uh, about uh, Jack Ryan. Jack was he Jack Ryan? Yeah, he was Jack, <laughs> Jack Ryan. Ryan. He was Jack Ryan and Michael B. Jordan was Jack Ryan. I think they should. And Chris and Pine was Jack Chris Ryan. Chris Pine was Jack Ryan. And, and I'm pretty Baldwin sure Alex Baldwin. I think they should do a, a, a Jack Ryan infinity war and they should put all the Jack Ryans together. Into the Jack Ryan verse. Yeah. Let's <laughs> I know. Do it. Him, yeah. Okay. And so one what, of the, uh, one of the, uh, one of the rabbit holes is, oh God. Oh, and one of the, yeah. One of the, uh, rabbit holes is mm-hmm. Alex Cross. And so uh, you get both Morgan Freeman and Tyler Perry. <laughs> yeah, Alex Cross. Jesus, I forgot about Alex Cross. And then what there's one brief moment where they go into the Hannibal verse, and you get uh, you get Brian Cox Mads. and uh, and uh, Mads oh. and Hopkins. I mean, I'd be into that. So, what does Kate Winslet's character do? 
what is she a she's a because that's my other question my other thing she's a wedding reporter that means nothing like like i guess they're like a lifestyle magazine you know they were a newspaper has in 27 dresses I've seen this movie. I have not seen the movie. I've seen this movie twice. And I still, I, I'm like, what is she doing? I really don't know. She writes about wedding. Yeah. I guess it's like, I guess it's kind of like, it's gotta just be like a lifestyle, like home and garden, like better housekeeping kind of like, like, yeah, like publication. And it's just like, you know, like an HGTV kind of thing where it's like, it's like the top 10, like most extravagant weddings of the year. You know, the book that he sent her is like, it's about like men's fashion from 1940 to 1970 right yeah and that's like yeah i need you, I need you to well and it's that wild thing too where it's like again it's a movie we can just spend our time. yeah yeah it's yeah, yeah. fine yes. but the most absurd thing i have ever seen in the world is when it's like hey everyone we have a huge announcement and kate winslet you're really gonna want to hear this because like it's very important that like you specifically know about this because we're oh sending you on assignment that like your ex-boyfriend is like gonna marry someone else and it's like they all know that has there they- any ever 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 been a situation in which there is a group of people that have worked together for more than five years and two of them bang and and not everyone in the group doesn't know about it well, and do you, do you really think that for the last three years that office hasn't just been like, why is Kate still talking about Cardboard Man? Like, why, why, she why is she stare still talking? at him every day? Yeah, why, why does is, it look like she has an internal monologue going on every time she sees him? Like there would be inside jokes, yes. like around that office. There would be like like terms that only six people understand mm-hmm. that refer to yes. that refer to Kate Winslet's specific brand of pining at work. Iris is the most eligible bachelor in this office and for some reason every time I speak to her she has this look in her eyes where I know she's thinking about this guy and they banged one time four years ago uh yeah uh Kate Winslet's really will be in the holiday and be in love with someone and he's just some guy yeah he truly is just some I do appreciate that he has basically the same haircut as Jack Black he kind of looks like if you deflated Jack Black a little bit that's true that's true yeah. It's kind of like their 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 temples are thinning out a mm-hmm. little bit and they just kind of haven't combed their hair in three days. I do. <laughs> I was telling um a mutual friend. This is we get we gotta end this, we gotta end this episode. But I, I was I was uh, texting with a mutual friend of mine of of the two of ours when uh, I was re-watching this and we were talking about how we really want a romantic comedy with Jack Black now. And I'm like, oh yeah, like long. Oh my god, hair. yeah. Long hair, big beard, Jack Black wearing his like three mo- like three wolves howling at the moon t-shirts, and oh, his wife absolutely. dies. His wife dies, and he has to like go to Paris, and he <laughs> meets a baker who's been toiling away at like you know a really shitty corporate bakery, and they fall in love, and they open a cafe. Like that is all I want to see. Yeah, I would I would love that. Um, I would love a Jack Black rom-com now. I would not set it in Paris. I would say he goes to like like a like Toledo, <laughs> like a very like boring US city <laughs> and it's much more Toledo. of like a small a, I don't know. Nobody but, should uh, go to Toledo. Well, you know, but you know what I mean. Look, we live in two different cities in Ohio and we can we can fight about which of them is better. But we can all agree Toledo and Cincinnati <laughs> can eat, our- eat it. Eat my butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Oh, uh, well, I think that's pretty much all I got on the holiday. I, I, I did enjoy, I did enjoy it. And like, yes. I know we've been rather critical yes, of it, yes. but I, th- I, I hope that that criticism reads more as a, we are fascinated by just kind of how strange this movie is. And like, we leave the movie asking a lot of questions about its weirdness more so than like, I hated the weirdness. Like, yes. fuck this movie. Cause like, I, I, I don't hate this movie. It was, it was fun. It was a good watch. Let me, let me just say one more bit of praise on Nancy Myers. She's that. I think this is her weirdest. This is probably her weirdest. I have not seen the intern. I've heard it's yeah, kind that, of weird. I, I also have not seen the intern and I was going to say that's me. That one's got to be weird too, right? That one's got to kind of be the. Corey's like, like Corey's giving us like a, that, a real. That might be. That might be my episode next season. Is that is that the episode? Oh man! Oh wow! Slowly, okay. slowly burning through uh, Nancy Meyers' filmography. I mean, we can do it. We can do it. Okay, but like, so here's the thing. Here's my like one bit of bit of praise. I just want to one more bit of praise. I want to heap on Nancy Meyers. Okay, is that like, look, she does movies like this, and they are weird and disjointed and fucking like esoteric. Like especially this one. This is her weirdest. And they fucking work. Like they are just vibes a million. Every all the performances are pretty much uniformly always good. You know, we have our complaints about Jack Black and Diaz, but like they're compelling to watch. They do not not work. And if that was easy, like if if doing a rom-com like this was any sort of easy thing to do, then every fucking movie on Hallmark would be good. And guess what? They're not. They all suck. And I hate them. And like, no, hey, no offense. Hey, sorry, mom. I watch a lot of those movies. I'm about to. I'm about to go home for Christmas for a few days and watch a ton of those movies in the background with my mom. And no offense to anyone who likes those movies. Truly. Like, I also like some fucking stupid trash but those movies are bad they're bad like they're bad in a way that is really truly truly bad and like if nancy myers wasn't so good at her fucking job no yes it would be that bad and it's not i agree wholeheartedly i will say that this movie while it tries to kind of be while it tries to be kind of like crowd pleasing and simple in a lot of ways and just kind of like, Oh yeah, it's just like a little story about like some people who fall in love. Um, it never compromises on its weirdness and it never tries to be normal, which yeah. I do appreciate. Yeah. I do really appreciate it because yeah, I was, um, I was on a flight the other day and um like the person like, you know, across the aisle in one seat up was watching, I don't know if it was a Netflix or a Hulu or a Hallmark, but like one of those, like we somehow scrounged together $80,000 and made like another Christmas rom-com. And I was watching it without even being able to hear it. And I could just hear how hard they were trying. (laughs) I could just hear how terrible the dialogue was, even though like I couldn't see thing. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I love that this movie is not compromising in just like how fucking weird and strange it is. I'm not saying the weirdness and the strangeness works, but yes, I think if you compare this to a lot of other non-Nancy Myers rom-coms, I do think it is clear that she is certainly a certainly a true filmmaker. Like she is a person who is has ideas and turns them into movies and whether you like them or not, like she did her thing. Um yeah. and it is that thing where 
I do applaud the fact that at no point does this try to, I won't even say dumb itself down, but just like, it doesn't ever try to just be like, well, Enough like they're not going to, yeah. yeah. Like, but it's like, there's like, well, the audience isn't going to get it. If I do this, it's just like, no, I'm going to fucking do it. Like, yeah. like they found each other on a website to trade homes for a week. <laughs> like, like, cause I was thinking this too, where like, you could, you could honestly change very little of it by making it just that like, you could still have almost the same exact script if just Jude Law and uh, Kate Winslet as a brother and sister decide like, let's go haul, let's go do Christmas in LA. Yeah. You know, like let's get out of yeah. London. Like the two of us, let's go. You could have almost the same exact script and it would just have to be like Cameron Diaz being like, but you're leaving in 10 days as opposed to Jude Law saying it. But like, you could have almost the same exact script. And I do appreciate that Nancy Myers is like, no, I want two beautiful homes in this film. Yes. So we're going to they're going to trade houses, different sorts of beautiful, elegant homes in two different, like opposite sides of the world. Ah, uh, yes. Well, Caroline, I, I agree with that, and I thank you for your takes. And I, my liege, I bow to you, my radiant amethyst queen. <laughs> she yes. who has won the season. Yes. Uh, no, I mean it's been it's been a very a very fun season, and we got one more episode. We do. We, we have one more episode. episode. I was going to say, true. let's not start talking it. Let's not right. start turning this into a I, retrospective just yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yes, producer Corey, I want to throw it to you for two points. One. One. Any last thoughts about the film, and then mm. two. Where can the people find us on social media? Any last things. thoughts about the film? Um, my letterbox review for this film is I would die for this film. End of story. Um, <laughs> this, this has been a tough one for me. This has been a tough one for wow. me to sit in the producer corner and, uh, and listen. No, no, no truly bad points. I hear everything, but I love this goddamn movie so much. Um, where can the people find us? If you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. If it's possible to leave a review, that also really helps out the visibility of the show. Please follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at pod. A special thank you to our patrons, Stephen Woosley, Caitlin Matthews, and Nihar Fadke. If you'd like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pod. We have multiple levels, all with their own perks, ranging from $1 to $25 a month. As I said, if you're interested in hearing more, please head over to patreon.com slash pod. Particularly, I will say, if you're a Spider-Man fan, because this is going to drop on the 7th, and I believe, I'm bad at math, nine days later, um, Spider-Man No Way Home comes out, and we will have uh finished our retrospective on the sam raimi spider-man films just i bought i bought the tickets today yes yes yes, kristen bought our tickets today bought the tickets today um and yeah so uh we also just today got the character posters for the the bad boys yes and Uh, the only one i like is the goblin but we don't have to talk about goblin one is good yeah we'll talk about this extensively we'll talk about this extensively later we can also talk about that nft that amc is going to give me because i was one of the first eighty-six thousand people to buy a spider-man ticket that's the most insane thing i've ever heard um everything is fake everything is fake quit your job unionize talk to your fellow employees
<laughs> talk to your fellow employees about starting a union and what they make because all of this shit is bullshit anyway um yeah uh please check us out on patreon um we do have one piece of non-spider-man content left this year which is our commentary yes. on um the original uh the original matrix um mm-hmm. which is gonna drop right around the same time that the matrix 4 comes out so yeah um i'm really excited for for that to drop we've already recorded it and yeah. i think it's swell perfect what's next I week agree. Next, next week, week for what our is final next week? for the final episode of the season <laughs> for the final episode of the season and for the uh for the second and final holiday film this year we are going to watch a film that i don't know how carson a straight man who has had several girlfriends in his life has not been forced to see see many yeah. times yeah. we are going to talk love actually exciting wow <laughs> what a what a what a cliffhanger this is the penultimate episode cliffhanger Yeah. So we'll see you all next week when we talk. Love actually. Bye-bye.